On today's podcast episode, I'm joined by Privia Health Leaders Mike Flamini and Jason Ross to talk about some of the organization's recent health system partnerships, as well as how the company is adapting its model and value proposition to physicians in an evolving healthcare environment. It's Monday, April 24th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. 
And that's what started our conversation. And from that conversation, we built out a, 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 what we think to be a very innovative, long-term, mutually productive relationship for those physicians, for the health system, for Privia, where we're coming in and, and, we're, and we're building that medical group. We're building that single tax identification number medical group in the state of Ohio for physicians of all shapes, sizes, stripes, and specialties who are interested in learning about us, realize that they want to remain independent, they want to continue to practice the way that they know is best for their patients, while having kind of the benefit of a national platform has been highly attractive in theory for these health systems to offer as a solution. And as we get into the market, the theory is going into practice and being very well received from the physicians that we talk to about our partnership. So in announcing the partnership with Ohio Health, it was mentioned that this would help physician groups in the state transition to value-based care arrangements. Mike, can you talk a little bit more about how Privia helps, you know, shift from fee-for-service to value-based care? Uh, happy to. Um, and it, it's actually a, a very repeatable process that we go through. So we're generally adding new physicians to one of our medical groups around the country every Tuesday, every Wednesday uh, as a routine matter of business. Those groups can be solo docs. They can be groups of 10. They can be groups of 100. Just depends on, on, the, on the unique groups coming in. But before they come onto the platform and into the group, there's a lot of work that our teams do to analyze that group's existing uh, value-based care arrangements that they're in, their performance, their capabilities, their technologies, uh, and to ensure that where we know we can have an immediate impact. We already understand that. We have line of sight into that before they're even part of the group. Once they're part of the group, spend a lot of time optimizing, getting them on the technology into a new EMR instead of workflows. Uh, and then you know, making sure that the rev cycle is working at peak performance. So that fee-for-service cash collection part of the business that if you don't deliver on, these doctors are not going to be very happy about it. They're going to think that you haven't you know, st stood up to your end of the bargain. We do great at all of that. So once we get them stabilized and optimized, then it, we start to do the hard work and our uh, population health teams get involved in uh, looking at uh, training opportunities, looking at technology use opportunities, uh, bringing these doctors into our various value-based care arrangements, and then getting them engaged with their local, we call them pods. Uh, so we tend to, to govern value-based care down at a very micro level, 20, 30 doctors in local communities that we bring together once a month. Uh, medical directors lead those conversations, but our pop health teams are, are part of that. And it's ensuring that these physicians are fully engaged in the pod meetings because it's at the pod meetings where um, we're talking about how are we doing relative to quality metrics in our value-based care contracts? How are we doing on cost performance? What's our uh, referral uh, patterns look like? And are we you know, doing all the necessary things to drive value there? What's our patient engagement look like? You know, are we closing care gap? All the, all of the things, but it's, uh, it all happens down at that local pod level in which our platform can report out at a, uh, a great level of detail on individual provider performance, their location performance, the pods performance. Uh, and so that's how we're able to create these very replicable processes as we're growing as we are. Uh, but bringing doctors into those. And we do it literally practice by practice. And then 
once they're really engaged in the pod, you know, that kind of takes over from there. The partnership with Ohio Health is just the latest that Privia has entered into. Uh, you know, within the last eight months, you announced that you were partnering with Novant Health in North Carolina, and you also partnered with Health First down in Florida a few years ago. These are very different systems in very different parts of the country. So, Mike, can you talk a little bit more about how Privia's model adapts to fit the needs of varying systems? I think we can add uh, BB Healthcare in the southern tip of Delaware as another great example of a partnership uh, with a health system. All of them are different. There are certainly some commonalities uh, to them, but it does start with the question that Jason was posing that they ask us is, how can you be helpful? Here are our needs as we see them. The health system saying to us and Privia, uh, what do you think you can do to help address some or, or all of these. And uh, we've always prided ourselves in being very flexible, both in terms of business models, how we think about that. And I give a ton of, of credit to our operations teams because they have to be incredibly flexible to be able to run and manage these relationships after we design them. Uh, and that you know has always been central to our thinking about growing a company nationally. That healthcare is so, I know it's an overused cliche, but it really is so local. The laws are different state by state, the rules, the regs, the tax implications, the politics, the payer mix. So clearly there's commonality in how we run our business, but we have to solve for all of those local conditions and then solve for what we call these anchor relationships. So how we are coming into that brand new state through these partnerships, and, you know, in the case of Health First in Florida, Novant. North Carolina, Ohio Health, and, and BB, et cetera. So, you know, to me, the common need that they've all had is around the community physician and the ability to engage in, with those providers in a, a more thoughtful, stickier way where there's uh, more loyalty being built, there's more value being created. I'll go back to Novant. They had a great saying to me as we were entering into the early discussions. They realized that the nature of competition was changing pretty dramatically in the state of North Carolina with a lot of new companies coming in, each trying to carve out its own unique niche. And they knew they were getting uh, challenged and threatened in the traditional care delivery side, particularly on Medicare and Medicare Advantage but they couldn't yet measure it, but they knew it was happening to them. And so what they decided to do was they wanted to disrupt themselves instead of letting disruption happen to them. And I think that takes real progressive leadership, real forward thinking leadership in order to do that. And then they also recognized that to put the kind of model out in the market they needed, uh, it wasn't necessarily core competency for them to build it. And so they sought out a partner. And once we had discussions, in depth about our full breadth of capabilities in combination with, they, with what they could bring to the markets as well was really, really compelling. And so, you know, they decided to go the partnership route. And then from there, you, you begin to build the details about the operating model and the, the various capabilities that you are both bringing to these, these relationships. We'll continue to remain flexible. I think we've learned a lot in the last three years, having gone through the development cycle and now in market relationships with these different health systems. Um, so we'll bring some of those lessons learned to benefit the next you know, series of conversations that we'll have with health systems about how to 
do these relationships better, faster, more, more effectively. That was Mike Flamini, Chief Business Development Officer for Privia Health, and Jason Ross, Privia's Executive Vice President of Health Systems. Next week, we'll hear the second part of our conversation where we discuss more about how Privia's model can adapt to different health system needs, how Privia sees itself competing in an ever-changing healthcare market, and the announcement that Privia CEO Sean Morris will be stepping down soon. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. We'll be back with healthcare business and policy news updates tomorrow, as always, in 10 minutes or less. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Gist Healthcare Daily Podcast is an independent production of Gist Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.